check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. Welcome ladies and gentlemen to the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast and we are Cavan.com. It's a post-match podcast here in the uh, kitchen of, of my own house, which is um, quite a privilege to have Mickey The kitchen Brennan, studio. The kitchen studio, which is, as I say, it's a privilege to have Mickey Brennan uh, from Shannonside Northern Sound and uh, from Mead, unfortunately, and Paul Fitzpatrick, of course, from the Anglo-Celt. After the opening round of the National Football League, the dubs came to town. They, they raided the coffers and left with all two points, Mickey. Uh, later on in the show, though, we're going to have interviews from Killian Clark, from Niall McDermott, and, of course, from the Cavan manager, Matty Medlinen, who um, was, I have to say, very honest in his post-match interview. Well worth a listen from all three players. But, Mickey, looking at the game, uh, you know, defeat to the dubs. Realistically, was there ever a, a, a scenario where Cavan, coming up from where we're coming... Division three, four years ago, up to Division one now, were we ever going to beat the Dubs? Look, it's what two thousand and four since Cavan last played in Division one. Dublin haven't been out of Division one. They're the current All Ireland champions, the current uh, reigning league champions as well. I think it's what thirty games they've gone now unbeaten um, in league and championship. A phenomenal team, and you know we can't and I keep saying it we can't really judge Cavan on that game today um, they put in a great performance if you ask me especially in the first half they went toe for toe went toe to toe with Dublin and uh, score for score for long stages and uh, trailed by three points at half time but I, I, realistically looking at it I don't think we were ever um, going to beat the Dubs we were hopeful and uh, you know, but that's that. That's all we were. I was hopeful going into that game that maybe that uh, the fact that Dublin hadn't played their full team through the the O'Byrne Cup that they might be a little bit disjointed today, and that they might be a little bit uh, lacking in match practice. But uh, you know, they're they're incredible, and uh, they fully deserve their their win today. Yeah, there was no signs of of real cobwebs there from the Dubs when you when you analyse it overall. I know maybe the amount of wides they hit in the, in second, the second half might possibly be the sign of cobwebs, but they they're such a well oiled machine that even even though I I wouldn't say they're at a hundred percent there today, they they still know how to execute a game plan. They avoid the tackles. Their 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 skill execution is just such a joy to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Like you know, um, and and the the. The, the amount of mistakes they make, they minimise that. Um, bar kicking wides. Now, had Cavan been able to kick the same amount of wides as Dublin, you know, they would have been doing the right things. Whereas Dublin did never carried the ball into the into a tackle. Um, they released the ball quickly and their kick pass, and they always found a Dublin player. Whereas when Cavan made mistakes, they were punished, and that's the difference between Division One and the top teams in Division One and the rest of the country is that when you make mistakes against these top teams you get punished yeah they absolutely do all right we're going to go and just take the quick uh, interview here firstly we spoke with the cavan captain um killian clark after the game i caught up with him and uh, just had a good old conversation with him i suppose he was delighted to to um to be given the cavan captain's role as he explains in the following interview 
2017. I suppose first and foremost, that's an honour in itself. Yeah, Jez, absolutely delighted with, with the news. You know, um, it was probably one of my greatest, one of my greatest ever achievements as a footballer. You know, it's an absolute honour to represent the Warriors that we have on the team. I know all the sacrifice them boys make, and you know, absolutely delighted them to lead them out in 2017. Yeah, leading them out today, of course, against the All Ireland champions in Kingsborough Breffney Park in front of 16,000 people, little over 16,000 people. It felt more like a championship game than a league. Yeah, it was great to see Breffney rocking. You know, the Dubs fans are nice and vocal, and you always hear them with the runs and you know very loud and I, I nearly thought I seen a flare there at one stage in the field but um, you know it was great atmosphere uh, atmosphere today you know and hopefully Division 1 will bring them sort of cries back to Breffney um, you know we didn't get the result we wanted today but you know it's, it's a learning curve you know we're pushing on we, we were playing good opposition throughout the whole league this year I you know if we can take a little something from every game we can you know hopefully we'll end up at the at the top end of the table at the end, end of the year you know yeah looking at it, the game itself I suppose what was the lesson you could learn from it looking at Division 1 Division 2 there definitely is a, a big big step up yeah definitely you know like uh, Dublin's ball retention skills are was excellent you know we kind of were chasing the ball a lot, a lot of the game and probably the first half we stuck with them uh, as in matched them you know we were getting hits on where, where they were bringing the ball into the tackle and we were getting them the odd turnover um, but probably the work rate just dropped off in the second half there a wee bit you know we probably should have set up better defensively we kind of went chasing the game pushing up for the kickouts, and you know it left the gap in behind for the boys, for the Dublin players to run into um, just something I noticed you know like the D- Dublin players they were playing very wide you know and stretch out of fence massively I think there was a every time they were attacking there was someone sitting up ahead of the ball 20 yards up on the sideline you know which, which is a hard ball to defend um, you know but we'll, we'll learn from today and we'll push on yeah, you, you mentioned too, I suppose, the kickouts there, Cavan's kickouts in, in the first half. You won a couple of really good high balls, but then Dublin started to try and break it from you and got numbers around. It took a bit of adjustment to get it better in the second half. Yeah, definitely. No, we probably just didn't make that commit, commit the bodies around the middle, you know, to get win that, win that breaking ball when we were all going along with, with, with the kickouts. Um, you know, but we're going to analyse that during the week, you know, we'll see where we made mistakes. You know, we probably didn't have the numbers when they did kick the ball to myself or um, John McCutcheon there. And, you don't grow in the second half you know we didn't commit to get underneath that breaking ball and fight for possession but uh, you know we'll, we'll have a look at that during the week and hopefully we can adjust it for the weekend Quick word about the debutants who started today and, and, and another three that came on but your own club mate I suppose Niall Clarkin he seemed to slot fairly well into the position Yeah just all three boys at a fabulous game today you know I was delighted for them um, Niall I know Niall very well he's an excellent game there he kept the ball well he, he took a he took a shot he took a shots when, when they were on and his ball retention skill the same as Fegs I think Fegs in a few rows there up, up the other end of the field there'll be nothing new there I don't think um, you know but it was great to see you know all the boys are working really hard and you know they're getting they're playing, playing come up at this stage you know yeah so like after a few years under Terry Highland new manager but he's bringing in new players six lads got a National League debut today and to get it against the Dubs you'll never get a better experience yeah definitely you know it's a great place to learn it's a great place to learn your trade if you want to put it that way um, and a great great atmosphere and great a pace of a game to be coming into um, you know I know you can call them evidence, you know but they're, they're all serious footballers and footballers and um, they're after going through the middle getting three or four months hard work done there so everyone's up the pace now at this stage we all are on, singing on the same hymn sheet so um, you know next week's going to be a big task but hopefully we can get over the line Yeah speaking of next week you being a Shercock man a Monaghan derby is as big a derby as you can possibly get 
Yeah, no, I'm working in Dublin at the minute, so thank God I'm up that end of the country because I say my head to be melted now listening to people around Shellcook and, and Mara Clune and Kingscourt and different places like that, you know. Um, you know, but next week's a massive game for us. You know, Mon in the last few years probably pipped us up the line with a few games and, you know, it was a great rivalry between the two two sets of teams. Um, you know, it, it were, I think the game's down in Blaney, so hopefully it'll be a similar atmosphere. I think there was 16,000, I think you yeah. said earlier on, you know, it felt probably nearly like 20 with the amount of little kids and stuff like that on the field. You probably wouldn't have seen it too often in the last few years but uh, next week's a massive game you know Monaghan are a great team They've, uh, you know Conor McMass some serious players on that on that field and it's going to be a tough ask for us but you know if we take away a little bit from the day you know when we push on hopefully we can get come out of it with a win Paul listening to Killian Clark there you can, you can sense or you can hear the disappointment in his voice that he's disappointed with the result but at the end of the day they are the dubs, they are the best team in the country, possibly the best team of our generation. So is is the defeat today that big of a blow? Uh, I don't, it's not that big of a blow, but I don't think the, the cabin players will be happy. I think the, the time for moral victories is over at this stage. Um, you're playing Dublin, who are the best team in the country, they're, they're a machine. They weren't at full strength, you have to remember. It was the first, their first game. We know that... The, their playing season runs on right up until October um, and then they have a big um, frenetic club action for a few weeks so you'd imagine like they were nowhere near peak for this game whereas Cav would have been definitely um, further down the line in terms of progression so you were playing Dublin uh, you know who really were just coming out playing the game after very little preparation whereas Cav had knew about this game and would have been aiming to get up for it for a while they were missing Connolly, Cooper, Flint, key lads. They still started with nine players that started the All Ireland oh, yeah, final last year. Yeah, like, that's, you know, that's true. You know. But I'd, I'd have to say, like, you can't be happy with a seven-point defeat when Dublin kicked twelve wides. Like, nothing any away from Cavan, but a lot of mistakes. Like an awful lot of mistakes. Um, it was a couple of, a couple of really bad errors, like which was inexcusable, and that's what cost them in the end. Up the kick, I thought the Cavan kicker was poor as well. I'm not trying to be negative. But well, in the first half it was definitely very poor. Second half there was a vast improvement on the kick out because he stopped just lumping out towards the middle of the field. Um, now maybe the tactic was maybe Cavan thought that they'd win the middle of the field in the first half, but it was evident after 15 minutes that they weren't. Yeah, well, I might just blame the goalkeeper. You know, it's, um, it's nobody's fault. Like, it's just something that went wrong. I'm sure they hadn't they had planned to do better on their kick out, but I just think I have to I have to sound a bit of a negative note. I think a seven point defeat at home. Is, is a bit disappointing. You can't be happy with it. No, you, uh, abs- absolutely not. No, you can't be uh, happy with, with defeat. But what I would say uh, is that like there is a massive gulf between Dublin and uh, even the next team closest to them I- I in the country. Um, and I think that Cavan going on league standings would probably be eighth in, in the country. And so you've got you've got the likes of your Kerrys, your Mayos, your Tyrones who'd be second to Dublin, you know, fighting out for that second place, kind of, you know what I mean? And then you've got another gap down to the next four teams. And I, it's not that I'd be happy about defeat, but what I would say is that you can't you can't judge that Cavan team on that game against Dublin. You can only judge this Cavan team after the seventh game in the league this yeah, year. Sure. That's, that's, oh, that's, sure. that's yeah. the way but, I'd look but at it. But at that point, are you too late to be judging? You know, from a management point of view, surely Manny McLean and, and, and co have to look at right okay first day well, I, I'd agree yeah. with you but after next weekend that's that's judgment time really like Monaghan is, is is a hurdle we need to get over because you go two three four games in division one without a victory 
yeah. you, you know you're staring down the barrel of relegation yeah well, I, well, I was pleased to say one thing Matty Medlina has sent out a few mixed messages when I interviewed him last week and I sent him about I said look um, we have Dublin we're in Division 1 it's tough um, but I said I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm right in saying that the Ulster Championship is the goal and Matty said no the National League is our goal it's a long time since we were in Division 1 we need to stay in Division 1 that's our aim for the season is to consolidate Division 1 but after the game today he said the Championship is the goal and I think that talking the interview with Owen Maguire last week and Dara McFeedy at the Hang of Centre Warriors here tonight they all said Championship is the goal so I personally think the league is, is overrated it's a means to an end the league is great it's probably a better competition in terms of competitiveness and everything else but the league is a means to an end so the only the only benefit of getting to Division One is that it helps you prepare better for Championship, mm-hmm. and plus it gives you big days like today, which are brilliant, like as good as the Championship day. Um, but the the aim has to be the Ulster mm-hmm. Championship. So I'd have to agree with you, Damien, or and Mickey, when you say that. Don't judge them yet. You know mm-hmm. you have to judge them closer to the Championship. But looking through the team, you'd have to say that it's hard to see who is missing really. Like um, Garoud is the Garoud Karen, yeah, yeah. But he he came on like. You know, that's that's the team we have now. Uh, yeah, well, mostly like is Mackie. Ma- is Michael argue is Key and Mackie is Niall Murray? Are they now because of new management? Are they automatics if they come back, or are they are they not? You know, it's 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 very hard to know what what players like Michael argue. You you nearly always have been fairly confident that that Terry Highland was going to play him, um, but you're not just as confident because we don't know the routines or or, or what Matty Medlina is going to do but and there's exactly an interesting it. thing as well Mickey um, sorry to cut you off but when Cavan played Roscommon in the league three years ago in, in Berkeley Park I looked up the, the team during the week and uh, they used 21 players that night in that league match so this 2014 23 years ago seven of those 21 are still on the panel so the, you could actually argue the case that Terry Highland had a particular Cavan team and he brought them right through. He was there the whole li- he was there longer than the lifespan of a team usually. He was there six years. Like like I think Jim McGuinness says the lifespan of a team is four years. That's why um, the Olympics are run on four year cycles. That's how long it takes to go from the, the gutter to the stars. You could argue nearly that the team is back to almost a transitional period. They peaked by get with their league form last year, they got to division one. There's so many new faces in that Cavan team. Yeah. It's, it's well great. there were six debutants today. Six, yeah. six players made their National Football League debut for Cavan. So that in itself, itself backs up your point that, that it essentially is uh, you know, a transition. It, it is a new era within it, Cavan well, it football. It is for, for a simple reason that you've lost uh, fellas who should have been hanging around. Like, you know, ordinarily, they're young enough and, and stuff like that to, to hang around. You're talking about the likes of Givney, Keating, Keating Martin Dunn was there from 2013. A few Flanagan. lads... Roland Flanagan, oh, Fergal Flanagan. Fergal Flanagan. Yeah, yeah, there's a few yeah. lads that are probably still young enough to be hanging around and to be, to be on the to be on the team as well. So look at it's it's um, I, th- I think it is nearly transition again. But the killing thing is, it's like the thing that was going around about Liverpool during the week. What's the best year to be a Liverpool supporter next year? And I think it's it's getting a bit like that for Cavan as well. Like it has to be this year. We do have to get to another fight. That's a blow. That's a low blow. That's a low blow. But on that note, we're going to go to the interview with uh, Niall McDermott, who is back in the Cavan jersey after a long absence. But um, he explains how he was happy to be playing Division One football. But it's great, great to be on Division One. Like but we knew it was going to be a baptism of fire, like against the Dubs first day out. Tough for good parts of the game. We stuck in it, but couple of mistakes maybe from like different level and that bringing the ball into tackle I think costs a lot and then they allowed them to pick pick a few scores off. Mm-hmm. What did you notice? Did you notice anything different about you know because obviously it's the first time you've come up against them I suppose like is there anything kind of different that, that sets them apart whenever you're actually out on the field or? 
just physicality in the tackle. The, the smuddier straight away, like you have no time on the ball, like so it's just like you have to move it quick or else you're going to be caught in possession. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, that's one thing you just take from it. Yeah. And you have uh, Monaghan next week, I think. It's um, going to be a huge one for you for you know to, get, to kind of get a great win last night, like to get huge win. Yeah, huge game with them winning last night, like if the say four points if they win, like so that's a four point turnaround, like so it's massive for us, local derby and all, like we'll be looking, definitely looking back game to win, like that. Yeah. And what, what has Maddie McLean brought to uh, Cavan? Like, because obviously most of these would have been playing under under Terry the last couple of years. We've just been talking to him there. He's a very positive kind of guy. Like, but what, what's he like to play to play under? I suppose he's still finding his way with players and all, like looking at different things, like and game plans and that. We're only starting out into them, so we've a long way to go. But everyone seems to love him in Cavan. He's really positive in that, and that's just what we need. And a personal level, now, it was this weekend last year that you that you got a bad injury, groin injury. Um, must be nice to get back out in the field. Yeah. Oh, brilliant to get back. Yeah, I suppose it was a very long year doing doing rehab for the whole year and that. And this was this was what I was looking to get back for. Like disappointing, probably to be taken off, but uh, but brilliant to be back in the fold. Like and just be involved again. Yeah. How many? Or what sort of rehab we doing? Like a few evenings a week. Gym and I all was that doing was. probably yeah at the start for a couple of months, probably four or five sessions a week and that, and then. I'm back training there. I still probably have to do two, three, three sessions at the minute, like so, along with other training and that. So, I'm hoping now in the next two months or so, I should be should be near 100. Like. You're delighted to say to get the nod, get in, get the starting jersey back now. Brilliant to get in, yeah. It's just a matter of holding on to it, like getting as, as I said, disappointed to be taken off, but hopefully just working harder and training now the next couple of weeks and try and nail down the position. Kieran Callahan Electrical Limited has been providing a quality service to the industrial, commercial and domestic sectors nationwide since 1996. Reduce your business's energy bill with our energy audit. Or if you need any electrical works carried out, why not contact Kieran Callahan Electrical on 049 433 That was uh, Niall McDermott after the uh, opening round defeat. I suppose you look at his performance today and it must have been an absolute nightmare, Mickey. You've played inside in the full forward line and, and played a bit this year, obviously gone by with Simonstown inside. But the dubs, and although they are an attacking team, it, there was always two sweepers in situ because Cavan had so many players out in the middle toward of the field, as you pointed out during the commentary. Yeah, uh, what was happening was when Dublin got the ball, Cavan had 13 men behind the ball and they were leaving Niall McDermott up and they were leaving Shawnee up. Uh, and what Dublin did then when they got the ball out as far as midfield, dropped back two sweepers. So it was four defenders and two forwards. So when Cavan did break out with the ball, what was happening was the defenders were standing either side of the players so there, there was no out ball to Shawnee or to uh, to Niall McDermott in the full forward line or in the half forward line if they were out that, that far so uh, the, the ball had to be run so th- th- there was just there was just no space at all for either of the players now with limited space both of them did quite well yeah. you know I have to say S- like a seven point return a seven point report return from the two of them. and we did say before the game where are our scores going to come from we're only looking at Shawnee Johnson and Niall McDermott they did score seven of our 11 points they did indeed yeah Look, looking at it as well uh, Paul when, when, you, when you see the second half he put in Paul O'Connor but 
then he put in Garrod McKernan into the full forward line and it showed maybe a, a wee bit of imagination to try something different that right well look at that that outlet of, of playing balls into pockets into space for forwards to run onto wasn't there putting Garrod in it gives you a different sort of an outlet so I suppose there was a bit of imagination shown there yeah there was in fairness um, and it was great to see Garrod get a, get a bit of game time under his belt and um, like they, originally people were saying it was going to be March or April before Garrod was, was fit to come back on it was great to actually see him coming on today like people were, were saying during the week why was Garrod named at, at number 26 in the panel if the stories were true but clearly it wasn't and I thought he looked reasonably sharp for a fella that's, that's um, come back from a long term injury just go, to get back to McDermott I thought he did, did quite well today again for a fella that's coming back it was this weekend last year when he picked up that injury <laughs> like, so he's, he's, he wouldn't be just back to himself yet I thought he did, did quite well I'm a big fan of Niall McDermott I think he's a good ball winner and you know, I think there's always should be a place for him on the team Like you need someone who can who can um, win just freeze win freeze <laughs> drive through you know he's, he's, a, he's a tough nut like, and it, um, you do need some of them along with, along with the more slick players like Johnny Johnson and, and fellas like that it's come back to the old thing though we're, we're still probably lacking even though Sean, Sean Johnson played well and, and kicked a, an amazing point from the left corner as well but we are still missing that that man is going to get you the scores like and yeah or maybe maybe another one another one another yeah. one like as in I have to say I thought that was Shawnee's best performance in a Cavan jersey in a long time yeah. and to do it against the dubs was even more impressive but you know if we're going to be relying on him to be the only forward to score from open play well sorry Barr I suppose Jerry Smith two points from wing half yeah. forward but they were all the two points from Jerry Smith were Lung busting runs from deep inside their own half, where he turned over possession or, or got in the end of a turnover and just showed pace. I have to say, his left foot striking was absolutely sweet for a right-footed player to score two points on his left foot. But you know, it's 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 inside forwards that we need to maybe develop or, or look for. I suppose Ryan Cavan. Yeah, that's a whole other probably podcast in that, Damien. But it's a pity that we've lost David Kivley. Like he's the biggest loss. If I had to pick anyone on the on the panel that you wouldn't like to lose um, over the winter, I would have said David Givney because even Groves McCarron and players like that are very influential. But Givney is so hard to replace because we don't have a lot of cover for a big man at full forward. We don't have any big yeah. man that can play. I I still I forward. and again uh, maybe possibly Groves himself, possibly Groves or Niall McCarron. I think I thought he done well when he came in. Now I know he wasn't in the full forward line, but I thought essentially he showed pace, he showed power. He, yeah. I, I think he has a lot of potential. Oh, there. he has surely, but like he hasn't made his name as a as a full forward no, club right. level. He's a midfielder by trade, like, but or a half forward. So it'd be a big ask to ask a fella that's coming into the panel for the first time to go in at full forward and and really be a go-to man on, on the championship team. Was like. was Givney an inside forward? Far well, with Calvin. But that's the thing. When he first came on the scene, Givney came to prominence as a full forward with Mare Nugent. He started under Tommy Carr as a full forward. Um, he played his best football I always thought as a full forward and like last year given he got a lot of goals he got a couple of goals in the championship he got an important goal in, a, in the qualifier or the promotion deciding game against Galway he got another goal I think it was against uh, Fermanagh so like, and Mead you know Givney was really good last year in hindsight and probably when he, if he hadn't got injured we might have went a bit further in the championship as well so he's very hard to replace who knows maybe come championship he'll be back on the team but in the meantime I think it, it, it really takes away a dimension that we had last year going forward. Yeah, really. it definitely does. You, you look against our opponents next week, it's, it's Monaghan, and it, like their their main scoring threat is McManus, you know, Conor McManus. And 
we we just don't have a Conor McManus, and I don't think David Givney is a is a Conor no, McManus. No, he's not. You he's know, not. Um, Shawnee would be the closest to him, but Shawnee wouldn't have the physique of Conor McManus. So it's I know that's what I think that's what you were getting earlier on. If we had another player like Shawnee or another score getter, score an outlet. You know, we yeah. we just we just don't. And you look at our half. Uh, okay, you look at our half forward line. Jerry Smith, he got two points. Darren McVitie, he usually pops up with a couple of scores and didn't today. Um, I think they had their work done on, on Darren McVitie. The I think today. so, yeah. I think you're right. They definitely did. Speaking of having their work done, we'll, we'll take the final interview Seriously. where I caught up with uh, Cavan manager Matty McLeanan um, after the game. Joined by Cavan manager Matty McLeanan after, I suppose, open round defeat to the All-Ireland champions, but it was a lesson, a learning experience. Absolutely, uh, you know that's we see now why they're all Ireland champions. Their movement, their scoring, the speed at which they play, their speed of thought—absolutely fantastic. And saying that, I'm delighted with our boys. I thought we were in the game for long periods of time. I felt we missed probably five or six good scoring chances that would have really kept us in the game. Uh, and we made some fundamental errors in terms of our kick passing, and that we conceded some cheap possession, exposed to Dublin. But they punish you when you make those mistakes. Yeah, that's the big lesson, I suppose, from looking from the sideline. It's it's what you do with the ball when you have it. If you make mistakes, Dublin come out and, and they get scores at the other end. And in the first half especially, they seem to be really ruthless like that. Absolutely. Listen, that was a championship match out there. That was it. Yeah. We might call it the Division 1 league, but that's a championship match. And that's the level we have to get to. And we have to consistently get to that level. Dublin play that level all the time. And that's our learning curve today. But that's have a great impact on our training this week. That We have think we know what we have to work on now. And now we have seven days to prepare for the next day out. Yeah, next day out, obviously going against Monaghan. But we, we can touch that later on. Looking at, at, at the players used today, I make it that there was six lads making a National League debut. And to make it against the Ireland champions, it was, it was, I suppose, a big ask. But... Some of them definitely stepped up. Listen, I'm delighted with them all. Trin has been going really, really well. I thought the effort they put in the day was fabulous. We just have to tighten up on our ears. For those guys coming in, Shane O'Rourke, that's his first time playing Division 1 football. Jerry Smith, I thought, had an absolutely super game there the day. The rest of the guys, we, we made some great scores, made some great plays. Just at that level, if you make two or three errors, you know, Dublin's going to punish you. And that's Division 1 football, and that's what we have to learn. I suppose looking at it, it was a, a, a little bit of confusion maybe in the stand. Was Conor Madden injured? Or you, you put him on, took him off again. Was it an injury to him? No, listen, um, we just felt it was... Uh, I felt he, did, he probably we could probably attacked the ball a bit more often. Uh, but it's a huge level out there. It's a huge step up for him. You know, he's, he's played really well at Sigerson football. He played really well in the challenge match there. But at this level, you know, if you make those errors, you know, you're going to be punished for them. And listen, it's a decision. It's a decision I made. And, uh, you know, he'll learn from it and he'll be the better for it the next day out. Yeah, some of the other subs coming on, I thought Stephen Murray made a huge impact from wing back. Yeah, listen, Stephen was in contention for a place right right up until uh, uh, late in the week. So we, we knew he was going to come in and have a great play because his training and everything else is absolutely fabulous. And I'm delighted with them all. You know, the attitude and application of them at training is brilliant. And, you know, the big thing is now we have seven days to get ready for another clinker of a game. Yeah, and in another clinker, you know a lot about Monaghan, obviously having managed there for a number of years now. They had a big win against uh, Mayo last night, so they'll be coming in with confidence, but how do you go and attack that Monaghan team? Well, we'll sit down and we'll have to look at what we have to learn about this week. Listen, Monaghan's a huge game next week. They got a fabulous result last night in Mayo. You know, I know the Monaghan boys. They bring that to the table every day, so they are 
you know, I have huge time for them, great respect for them. They're brilliant lads. And we'll have to have a plan and we'll have to cut down on our mistakes this week if we have any intentions of having uh, or even trying to get points out of Castle Brady next week. Yeah, overall, enjoyed the day. Listen, this is a wonderful place to be. This is why you coach. This is why you want to play football. Dublin here the day, Kingspan, Breffney Park, maybe 16,000 people at it. You never get days like this in your life. You know, it's fabulous. And listen, next next week in, in Castle Blaney, there's going to be a hell of a crowd going to come to that game too. So all in all, this is where you want to be as a coach. This is where you want to be as a player. And we'll all learn. I'll learn from today. We'll talk to the players. They'll learn and improve the day. And next week's going to be, listen, fabulous days out. It's going to be great crack. Brilliant stuff. Thanks very much, Matty. No So that was Cavan manager Matty McLeanan after the game. I suppose the, the, uh, for a manager coming in, first time county senior manager and to be thrown in first game against his home county, reigning also champions, you know, then first National League game against the All-Ireland champions, first time Cavan's played in a long time. There's, there's a lot being asked of Matty McLeanan. There's no real area for forgiveness in it you know there's, there's no area just to grow Paul yeah there's not it's, it's a big ask but it's like we, we talk it's probably a little bit unfair it's like we are talking about earlier like when you look at the at the turnover of players in the panel you'd wonder is this the year like maybe it's going to take two years maybe it's going to take three years like, this team has been on the go on the go on the go for a long time and now there's so many new faces that it's almost a new team and the new lads who come in on the terry are now the old lads and it's a big ass. It's, it's probably tough on Medina. Like, what do you think? You see, yeah, well, see, you're, you're kind of hitting nail in the head there. You're saying like it's, it's like a new manager and a new team, but every manager comes in and you know they want to do something different. They don't want to be seen to be doing the same as the last manager. They want to put their own stamp on it and whatever. Um, and in fairness, you look you look down through that team today. Porrick Falker centre back Connor Miner or full back Connor Miner at centre back Killian Clark Rory Dunn Darren McVitie Niall McDermott they've all been the spine of the team down through the years Rory Dunn playing at midfield probably was uh, wouldn't have been the best choice uh, and that's probably something that he was trying to do was trying to do something different with Rory Dunn make Rory Dunn uh, into a midfielder but I don't think it worked yeah the game seemed to pass him by a little bit maybe in, in that but then it's it's a new position for Rory Dunn, so it's it's something that, again, I suppose it's the same as what I'm trying to say about Midlinen, where in Division Two or Division Three you'll get a game where you can try out these things and you can say, well, no, I think that boy could be a midfielder, and it, you 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 mightn't get the result. He mightn't think that, right, actually, it doesn't work, but you'll not be punished to the point where you're going to lose the game, maybe. But in Division One, the the area for experimenting is 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 not there you know but yet he has to experiment so it's it's a difficult thing to ask in fairness to him but he showed i suppose some people would, would say a ruthlessness the, the connor madden situation taking him off after putting him on he scored a point when he came on and then taking him off to, to put on o'rourke and, and he explained there that he he just felt that he i suppose wasn't going right through the ball you know that 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 he was a little bit standoffish standoffish or whatever way he put it but it's is it a positive, in your opinion, Mickey, having played an awful lot of football, that that he's, well, look at this manager's ruthless, or is it is it that it's going to ruin a man's confidence? Well, uh, it's a hard one to call. Like, you know, it's... Uh, ruthless, 
well then you have to be you, you have to you, you have to um, you have to use that rule with everyone you know you can't just uh, use it for one fella and try to make a, uh, uh, an example an example of him or whatever you know I, I, I thought it was very harsh I thought he had scored a great point I thought he had been involved in a couple of great penetrating runs um, through the heart of the, the Dublin defence yes there was a couple of balls that maybe he didn't he could have gone wholeheartedly for and maybe didn't go wholeheartedly for and didn't win them but but I, I didn't think he did anything to merit being taken off. Yeah, yeah. What would you think, Paul? Um, yeah, I thought it was it was tough on a big stage like that. You know, if there's a stigma around coming up, being brought on and be taken off, happened to me in the under 16 match one time. <laughs> yes, them before that, I never got Who over. Who did that to? <laughs> Jerry West. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in for that next week. But uh, look at. Um, I think it, yeah, I think it probably was a little bit harsh on him. Like, but they were chasing the game. Maybe it says more about the management. Maybe um, if they felt that, that Conor Madden uh, wasn't wasn't up to it, they made the wrong call, throwing him into a game that that wasn't suited to him. But I thought personally he was doing okay. Yeah. And we did see we saw Shane O'Rourke be taken off before half time in the McKenna Cup game at after scoring two, scoring two points, points. And, th- and saving a goal. So you know they're not afraid to whip fellas off. Um, you just hope I that that, fella, that particular fellas don't feel like they're being singled out. Or, or on top of that, well, I suppose Shane O'Rourke. Maybe, maybe the proof is in the pudding that that being taken off in that UUJ game after putting in what looked like a good performance, it didn't knock him because he's obviously showed something in training since that he was willing to bring him on today. Um, so maybe, maybe so. I suppose it, it, it really comes down to how the management handled the situation with Connor. Can they go have a conversation with him, explain? try to make sure that his confidence doesn't dip but I, I watched him coming off the pitch and there was no eye contact made uh, with yeah, the management yeah, by either side by either the management was, was really noticeable yeah, and, and he just walked straight into the, in, into the dugout and, and it wasn't as if Conor Madden walked 20 yards down the sideline it, it was shoulder to shoulder as he walked by the management it, it, it's, uh, it, it, it looked it looked fairly well I was talking to someone after the game and they were saying that you know uh, within this group of players that uh, and management that if you, you, everybody's given a job you have to do your job and you're told exactly how you're supposed to be playing when you go out in the field and if you don't you will be whipped off um, and I, I, I just I, I, to me that, that, that for listening to what his, his answer was to you Damien there's more to it. I he was, was given he specific, was given a specific role, role and maybe didn't perform, didn't perform it. it and was taken off. Yeah. And again, I still think that's I still think it's harsh. And on such a big day, and the fact that uh, <laughs> the, 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 like the, the media of the country was there, it was being shown on, on on TV. I just think that there was absolutely no need for it because the change at that stage of Conor Madden coming on and off wasn't going to win and the a, game. Did, thing, it, Mickey, did it have the desired effect? That's what I mean. Didn't didn't really and another thing Conor Madden is a confidence player yeah. above, above, above all players I've often seen him playing for Gauna and when he when he gets his confidence up he's a really magnificent mm. player Like, but other times he, he misses a couple and, he, and his confidence can dip but like, he's no doubt he has the skill so you'd wonder like, uh, is that the best man management here's a question for you lads where's Joe Dillon I, th- I think the prospect was is he Joe supposed to be here on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> he told me well he, was he wasn't the next day <laughs> It's <laughs> a good point, though. Where is he? Joe, Joe Dillon. Uh, I think the prospect of Joe playing inside with, with Johnston would be would be brilliant. It'd be very exciting because he is aggressive, full of energy. Like 
the grilling's a tough man tough tough as nails mm. strong as knocks like and other cliches so, yeah. so <laughs> I think I think maybe he's just not they're, they're obviously picking the team based on training but I is he injured or something or is there anything he's injured I haven't heard that now I haven't but heard that I at all there, there is there's question marks over did Joe Dillon I know maybe the, the Tyrone game I thought he, he'd done quite well the first game in the McKenna Cup but I didn't see the other two games D- did he perform Joe Dillon's a full forward like he played a lot of football at full forward I think that, that he's, he could be the man um, that could fill that ball winner role just give you the extra dimension in there I know McDermott is a good enough ball winner as well but I think McDermott's maybe better in a, in a deeper role interestingly uh, looking at the, the half forward line the 2011 minor team the half back line was Kieran Brady Conor Mina and Jerry Smith brilliant line in that team and the two wing backs are playing wing forward today which goes to show that um, the, the positions are interchangeable Martin Riley who would be known as a half forward most of his career he's playing a half back yeah, although he lined out as a half forward today yeah. he wore five but he, he's, when the ball has been thrown in he was in the half forward in the half forward and I think Faulkner played around the middle yeah, for I think a, so for too. A lot too. I thought yeah. him and Rory swapped for a long spell. Yeah, I thought he was in close to the goal, Rory. Se- the second half, you went back full back, or yeah. someone uh, you mentioned uh, Stephen Murray, and, and, and he had a great impact when he came on. Yeah, sure. One, but one of the two two players that we haven't mentioned is Fergal Riley and Niall Clarkin, and I thought that both of them were excellent today. I thought that Fergal Riley came out with a lot of ball in the full back line and laid it off. I thought Niall Clarkin's ball uh, carrying skills against the phenomenal speed of a Dublin team was absolutely exceptional and many times that he carried the ball 30, 40, 50 yards up the sideline without a tackle being put in and he had to turn back and give the ball back out to Cavanagh. What, what was really nice to watch and I, 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 and I said it to Killian Clark in that interview, he looked like he was fit to take on the Dublin cornerbacks yeah. and get by them and that's that's something we're going to need if, if Cavanagh are to progress to a new level is, is forwards who have the, the athletic attributes to really take on the top class defenders and and you know when they're in a one-on-one situation, yeah. not saying when they're in a one v three, but a one-on-one situation, you're able to take on your man and go by him. And, and I think Niall Clarkin showed that. Yeah, you're right. I, speaking of uh, athletic attributes, I was sitting beside beside uh, me, Mickey Hannon. No, the other one. <laughs> the the, the uh, Mickey Hannon's got a fetish about it. <laughs> Hannon was saying. Um, Hannon was saying. Um, I always like Hannon that he invented football in a lab in Goodhill five years ago. <laughs> Said it to him today, but. Uh, he was sitting there and he was on and on about Niall Terkin and um, Darby Feeney and Jerry Smith the athleticism of him he was right like, he described him as a Rolls Royce of a footballer but at the end of the game Hannon turned around to me and he goes I would love to see the GPS stats for Niall Terkin <laughs> like, alright Vicky I think I'll have a point to watch, watch the highlights yeah. <laughs> it's the difference it's the difference well, so like, you look and I suppose that's what you need when you go up into Division 1 is the players like Niall Terkin the, the players like Stephen Murray players like your Jerry Smiths, your your Darren McVillies and your Kieran Brady, the, the athleticism because okay in Division 2 you can get away with a bit of mullock and bit bigger lads in the league especially this time of the year, softer pitches and stuff and, and you don't get caught out but against Division 1 teams especially against Dublin you could see it there today the speed and the athleticism that they have Is, Isn't it and, and it's, it's, I've heard it from countless numbers of coaches down through the years at different coaching forums and stuff that I do you cannot coach speed. You can improve it, but if somebody has the fast twitch muscle fibers that's needed for speed, that's if it's either in you or it's not in you. And as as hard as certain players in the Cavan team work, without naming any of them, there's a, there's a few that will never have that top 
level speed. Yeah, yeah. That, I think speed is yeah. the most important yeah. thing yeah. at the county level. Now. She's going ahead of skill, like. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. And it, but it's amazing that, like, like no disrespect to Stephen Murray, and I said this to Hannah earlier. Watch a Cavan Gales game, and there would be other fellas that might stand there more than Stephen Murray in a Cavan Gales game. But yeah, he came on today, and he was brilliant. Yeah. So maybe it's a thing that that Stephen Murray they looked at at uh, his athletic attributes and said this lad can move, and he's he's a good ball player as well. Bring him in, and he actually might show up better in intercounty level than he does club level because the speed is so important. There was yeah. a ball he won against Dar- Michael Darren McCauley, and um, it was a 50-50 ball, and he put his body on the line and, and went down towards the ball and Michael Dark McCauley went across him and he ended up picking that ball he, up he's not just quick he's physically strong you and see his upper brave. body uh, upper body physique he's he, he's got an awful lot going from and I can see why Midlinen said in his interview after that he was close to a starting place and on his performance when he came on today you'd have to say next week he couldn't be too far away from a starting place absolutely do you know do you know what's interesting um that that Niall McDermott the first thing he said as we heard in that clip earlier about the difference of playing division one was was the physicality of the doubles when they tackled it did you notice the time Killian Brady came out and met Jack McCarthy with a peach of a shoulder and, and hit him with everything he had and it didn't knock no. one shot out of McCarthy. He, sp- he spun he spun and laid off a perfect hand pass yeah. that ended up in his And I, w- I watched McCarthy closely. I was like, he's acting the macho man here, but he's going to go down in a minute. As you see, sometimes didn't, didn't take anything out of him. Whereas you, you bring that back to last year, up in Oma, up and around game, Killian Clark, or Killian they're going to put a massive hit in on Tiernan McCann, and Tiernan McCann stayed hit. Yeah, you know, there's yeah. a video up on Facebook of it, but that that is the difference. You're dead right. Those Dublin lads, the conditioning is just—it's frightening. Because yeah, because Killian, Killian uh, Brady is probably like we all know that the type of player he is, very robust and everything, and naturally strong. But um, Paul O'Connor, I saw did a like a fact finding thing for Gaelic Life during the week, and they, they said who's right. the, who's the biggest hitter on the Cavan team, and he said when the Gunner hits you, stay hit. So he's he's probably the strongest strongest lad there to hit your shoulder yeah. and he hit and Jack McCarthy's one of the smallest lads on the double and, team and he had him lined up he had him lined up mm. from 10-15 yards like it, it was it was a great hit but that's that shows the advantage the dubs do have because of the, the strength and conditioning and it's not just you, you referenced it earlier on it's not just this year they're starting it they're, they're on, on in the middle or at the end of a maybe a four year cycle and some of them will go on into the next cycle some of them maybe will finish up at the end of this year but it's a it's it's a long process can i throw in a bit of controversy oh mickey i would uh, i would expect nothing less from you absolutely can we can we discuss the referees uh, uh, uh briefly briefly we, we have two minutes but it's a pity i don't have my, my uh, notes because actually i do have them here I'll put the mic back towards your face when you're going, but it, 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 it's funny, I, I, I spoke to a couple of the Cavan, uh, the panel maybe, after the game, and I said, you know, from my point of view as a supporter, I thought the referee gave a couple of howlers, one where Shawnee Johnson was, was near raped in the corner, another where Niall Clerk was raped in the corner, but after, after Shawnee, there was a lot of raping, <laughs> but uh, the, after Shawnee was, was fouled in the corner, what looked like, Killian Clark made attack I think it was Jack McCaffrey and just held him up got a hand in and the referee blew the free yes and it was correct. a stark contrast in the space of five seconds yeah. the, free, the free count there I make it Cavan were awarded 20 frees and Dublin were awarded 19 so but I noticed that he did he'd go through a little mini burst where Cavan were coming out and they were clearly getting fouled and he was giving Cavan the freeze fair enough but 
in general they had to work harder to get the freeze. I know the stats don't back that up, and Dublin just got the freeze a little bit easier. I thought. Yeah. yeah but it, it always happens with the big teams, even if it's if it's not blatant. But it's like 55, 45. They just get the edge. Yeah, and and the thing was is that now I, look, I'm not saying that the referee's performance influenced the result because look. Dublin were always going to win that game and same no matter who we brought on instead of Conor Madden or left him on the field they were still going to win that game um, it was just there was a lot of a, a lot of decisions in the second half that just seemed very easy decisions to make and they weren't made and then there was the one with Killian Clark um, and uh, Kieran Kilkenny um, where Kieran Kilkenny had him by the throat well by the, the jersey, jersey top the jersey, jersey yeah. uh, just above the throat uh, Killian Clark had his back to the referee and Killian, Kieran Kilkenny was dragging him away from the referee and it looked like uh, Keir, uh, Killian Clark was the one doing the pushing and had him by the throat but it wasn't, it was the other way around and apparently it showed it on the television mm. and it was blatant but the linesman was watching it yeah. and the linesman didn't call in the referee and say well actually you got that it's the other way around you know so it's that, that was the just the disappointing thing uh, the, the referee maybe he was a bit tired after his long travel up from Kerry Mr O'Sullivan Porrick O'Sullivan yeah the linesman that was on that side was Porrick Hughes from, from Armagh and you'd have expected you'd have expected that maybe an Ulster linesman might give you something on it but it, it, it didn't happen anyway unfortunately but, uh, yeah no look uh, again I'm not I'm not here to say that the referee caused Cavan around in the game today because no. he didn't. But it was just, as you said, it's definitely worth noting, though. It's, yeah. it's worth noting that that definitely the, the crucial decisions in the second half, especially, seem to go like that. That foul on Niall Clerken on one side of the field, on the terraced side of the field, and then the foul on Shani Johnston on the stand side of the field. They were both scoreable frees, maybe. A left footer would have put over the one on Shani and Shani would have put over the one for Niall. That, you know, it brings you closer. It brings yeah. you in contact and, and it just didn't happen. But unfortunately... And one last thing, the Dublin supporters. Wow. <laughs> that's all you have to say about them. Like, that's, that, that, is, that is why you're, we all go to football matches, especially. To see occasions like that, I, I suppose what I'd, what I'd like to actually bring for that is... is I'd nearly like to throw back and thank the people who got us to this level because you don't get occasions like that in Division 3 or Division 2. No. You get them when you play the dubs, the All-Ireland Champions, first game. And I'd also like to say that whoever's involved in the, in the fixtures, and, and I know a Cavan man has, has an influence on them, but to bring the dubs out of Dublin for the first game in the league when they're, when they're going to put out their best team or close to their best team in an early stage and bring them down to Cavan, it was nice. It wouldn't have been as good an occasion in Crow Park. No, it definitely wasn't. It was, it was great to see them down in Cavan. Where were all the Cavan fans, lads? I, reckon, I reckon there was 5,000 of Cavan there, or, or close to it. Like, the, the, when the dubs came out onto the field before the game, they got a good, good roar. But the Cavan roar was better when they came out onto the field. Now, maybe the dubs were, were still stuck in Virginia at that stage <laughs> on the way down. But it was, I, I, thought, I thought the Cavan... Look, Cavan is never going to have as many supporters as Dublin. Five, if there was 5,000 from Cavan there, it was a good return. Yeah, and, 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 and look, you've got a lot of dubs around Cavan as well, and they, they were all definitely here. I was just looking through Facebook there a few minutes ago, and, and a lot of people who are married or, or married into D Dublin families or Dublin families married into Cavan families, and they all had their, 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 uh, comments, their and comments and their jerseys. It was the dub and the Cavan jerseys and yeah, whatever. It was just brilliant. And the other thing, the Dublin players, whatever about them on the pitch, whatever about them they're on the pitch, lads. being uh, they, like they're, they're, they're well cynical. I'll definitely say they're well cynical, 
straight away after the game they stayed on the pitch for an hour mm, signing autographs yeah. getting pictures the whole lot I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing like the, the last man in off the pitch was Stephen Cluxon the last man and the second last man in was Michael Darrell McCauley and you know they went around absolutely everybody and, and the crowd of kids I don't know the pitch. It, 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 there was some wonderful scenes here in Kingsman or up there in Kingsman Breffney Park earlier on today yeah, but unfortunately it ended up in defeat for Cavan so that's all we have time for on the McAvoy Supervisor GA podcast for this evening we hope you enjoyed the occasion in Kingsman Breffney Park today or if you didn't you enjoyed the podcast today on your way home maybe back up um, later on in the week we'll be bringing you a preview of the Monaghan game local derby here uh, in the Cavan Monaghan region obviously and uh, we'll be hopefully having some um, some Previews with the double or with the Cavan players. I'm lost for my words now. I think I've been speaking a wee bit too long today. We're, we're hopefully going to get interviews uh, with some of the Cavan players in the build up to the Monaghan game. Uh, thanks again to McAvoy Super Value for their sponsorship of this podcast, and I hope you enjoyed the broadcast. Rayleigh's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.com for more details. Romar Energy offer the best energy solutions for your home and business. We offer A-rated condensing boilers for gas and oil, solar thermal water heating systems and cost-effective systems for generating heat. So if you want us to help you cut your fuel bill by 50%, check out romarenergy.ie Romar Energy, working towards a greener planet. Celtic Warrior, crafted pale ale from the Highland Brewing Company. Born of the land in the hills of Breffney, our beer is crafted with our Celtic legacy in mind. Find us on Facebook. Enjoy Celtic Warrior responsibly and visit drinkaware.ie. Do you need insurance for?